We're Rachel and Erica, and this is the Autoimmune and You podcast. Neither of us took one answer as our truths when we were diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, and we want you to do the same. There is so much information out there, so many people telling you what or what not to do, and we know how confusing it can feel. This podcast is about breaking past your limits and fears and realizing that different things work for each of us. You are the creator of your own journey, and guess what? You can do whatever the fuck you want. Hey guys, welcome back to Autoimmune and You. Today, Rachel and I want to talk about how we've been thinking about how far we've come. And it's kind of hard to see that when you're in it, but sometimes you just have these moments where you're like, wow, like I've actually come a freaking long way since being in whatever situation that we've been in with our health. And we were both talking about different things when it comes to like, working out, like climbing, um, with business, like all these different angles of our lives where we feel like there's been limitations, some of those perceived limitations, some of those actual limitations. And we just kind of want to talk about how we've kind of like worked through those or like our mindset towards those things and how it's enabled us to basically get us to where we are today. Mm -hmm. And what prompted this conversation is, um, Yesterday I was at the gym and I did a quick workout with my boyfriend and then he's a personal trainer. So he had to go train someone right after. And I ended up staying in the same kind of like section of the gym um, that he ended up in with his client. And after we did an upper body workout, I was like doing some deadlifts with a barbell, which is if you're not like super used to the gym, it's basically like a long bar with kind of like the side of a dumbbell on each side. Um, And so I was doing deadlifts with them with an 80 pound, um, barbell. And I was sitting there like, Whoa, wait a second. I could absolutely do more weight, but my hands can't hold more weight. And I don't think I'd be Mm -hmm. able to get it back onto the rack is the issue. And I don't want to hurt myself. And I was like, but it is really freaking cool to sit here and think like, I could definitely do more if I had someone here to like spot and like help me get it back Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. And, um, then I just like put the, I set the barbell down next to me and I kind of kneeled down because I had taken a video of it. I had like propped up my phone. I had taken a video of it and I just kind of crouched down and I'm sitting there. I'm like thinking about this reflecting and I just close my eyes. And this is, this is me for you. I literally close my eyes. I put my hand on my heart and I just was like smiling and I was just like, wow, like so much gratitude for my mind and my body, like getting to this point. And I was just reflecting how six years ago when I was diagnosed um, with RA, like I literally could barely take steps on my own. I was holding onto walls. Like I was on bed rest for weeks. I was in physical therapy in a freaking pool with old ladies for months. Like couldn't do, there's no way I was doing literally the same exercises for like squats and stuff that I used to do in the gym. I definitely lift more now than I ever had before that even, but I was doing the same exercises that I used to do, but I couldn't do any weight with it. Like I had to use just body weight at the time. And so to think where I am now, so then I'm like sitting there closing my eyes, thinking about this. I open my eyes and my boyfriend's on the other side of the glass from this room, just like looking at me. And he was like, just like a little bit confused, but a little bit like, yep, that's Rachel. (laughs) And I just started laughing because I'm like, wait a second. I'm realizing now that like any onlooker is probably like, what the hell is she doing? And I'm like, whatever. I'm just happy. Like, (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, see both you and I on social media and we talk about this a lot, but like, you know, people see me in my stories of working out or like climbing and they're like, wow, like I can't even do this at this point, you know, like I can't even Mm -hmm. crouch on the ground without having, you know, a lot of pain. And it's important to note, like, 
I, when I started off on this health journey, like, like Rachel, like anyone that gets diagnosed with, you know, specifically even rheumatoid arthritis, like it hits you hard. Like you are in a lot of pain. You are very inflamed. You have a lot of stiffness. Like you can barely do anything. Like you can't even, some people can't wash your hair, like shower yourself, pull up your own underwear, like get ready. So it's like, we Mm. all started there. And honestly, the first like I would say three years of my diagnosis, I just went to Bikram yoga. That was the only thing that I could do. And even in Bikram yoga, like I could not, I couldn't do a lot of this stuff. Right. But being Mm. in the heat, like just getting myself there and being in the heat and, you know, using my body in whatever way, like having to adapt, having to adjust like poses and stuff, just to be able to kind of keep up with what was going to that, to like, you know, being able to slowly start rock climbing, you know, for, um, years into that process, then now, you know, doing more like strength training stuff. And even when I started strength training, like I literally showed in my story the, uh, like a couple weeks ago, I was like, I was doing like literally like five pounds on each side with like hip thrusts. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of issues, uh, with my hips, uh, I would say after like COVID, I started getting like hip and back pain. Thankfully that that's gone away. But again, I kind of had this like fear, right? And I think I didn't progress as much because I was like, let me be as cautious as possible. Cause like, I don't want to fuck myself up and then just be out of the gym forever. So because I've developed this kind of like patience with myself over the years, like I'm not in any rush to like get to the top. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I started this strength training stuff like July, I think of last year. And, you know, now I can do like the 90 pound like RDLs and like deadlifts. Mm-hmm. But like even with that, like we, Rachel and I were talking before we got on here, like my finger got swollen like a week ago after I did that because I kind of did a lot of them because I've been kind of doing just like maybe like four or five of the super, super heavy ones. Mm-hmm. And then I just stopped with that. But I was like feeling really energetic that day. So I think I did more than what my hands could really handle. Mm. And my finger got swollen and I was kind of defeated. I was just like, oh, really body? But then, yeah. you know, I I listened to what I'm telling my clients of like my body is letting me know that maybe that's too aggressive right now to be doing that amount at that weight. So then I just was like, okay, body, I hear you. I see you. You're not agreeing with that. And Mm -hmm. honestly, that makes that situation so much better because then you take the self-criticism away from yourself, away from yourself. But it doesn't mean you're not going to get upset of like, man, like, why am I swollen now? I just did something really cool. It's like, I looked at it as like, wow, first of all, the fact that like I could lift 90 pounds with rheumatoid arthritis is like- I mean, think about that. Like I couldn't even open up a bottle, you know, years ago. So it's like like, the fact that I can do that is amazing. And you really have to train yourself to focus on what's going right instead of what's going wrong. Because it's very easy to be pissed off at your body, pissed off at yourself. Like, why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. And it's like, I've, I've, I've really gotten past that point where I stay in that for too long. It's like maybe like a 30 second narrative. Mm -hmm. And then I'm able to come in with no, like you didn't do this to yourself. You were doing it because you were feeling good. And now your body is 
maybe not so happy with it. So let's, yeah. let's take a break. We'll revisit. Yeah. That. Something that came through when you first started talking about this was, um, and I had to write it down because I was like, oh, wait a second. This is really good. The more you focus mm-hmm. on what you can't do, the more you limit yourself. The more you focus mm-hmm. on what you can do, the more you empower yourself. So just like you just said, when we're consistently focusing on, I can't do that. I wish I could do that. There's no way I could ever be able to do that. So it's really easy to get stuck in that mentality. And it's not the easy way out to be like, okay, okay. I can't do those things right now, but I'm going to focus on that. I can do this, this, and this. It's a little bit harder because our mind likes to protect us, right? Our mind likes to protect us from quote unquote failure from doing something wrong, from hurting ourselves, whether it's emotional, uh, mental, physical. But when you do focus on the things that you can do, you're actually empowering your mind to think more about, okay, what else can I do? If I can do all these things, what else is possible? And so Mm -hmm. it kind of starts to pull you away from that. I can't mentality and that I could never mentality. And I'd like also like to add that it also shifts your perception of people that are doing the things that you want to do, because if you're constantly focusing on, I can't do that, then you might subconsciously or even consciously be looking at, for instance, people like Erica and I and being like, oh my God, I can't do that right now. I could never do that. And then you're kind of looking at us through a different scope of like, almost like maybe, I don't know, like jealousy or like resentment or something like that. Whereas if you're going, oh my gosh, I can do this right now and look at what they can do. And maybe I can get to that place. And you kind of switch the narrative just enough. Then you start looking at people like that, us or other people within the social media world and going, oh my God, that's genuinely inspiring right? You're looking at it through a different scope of empowerment, of inspiration, of motivation, rather than that, like kind of resentment and jealousy. And that in turn pulls you into a higher vibration, which automatically, as we know, will continue to shift the way that all of these goals in your, and all of these like moments in your life go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You really have to stay focused on your own body. Again, like we talked about your own body, your own journey, like everyone's going at different pace. Everyone's going at a different pace. Everyone's on different paths. Like you you don't really know where someone started. And it's like, even for me, like looking at maybe like more so like influencers on social media that are like fitness influencers, right? You're just like, wow, like I could, you know, I remember literally this is crazy. Like my whole reason for starting like strength training and all this stuff was to get a butt. Literally, (laughs) I know that's so shallow, but I was like, I want my butt back. And a lot of that, I think I lost just from being plant-based and, you know, not having enough fats in my diet, but like, I wanted to have like a round butt. I was like, I, Mm. my butt has been flat and like, it was a shallow reason, whatever people want to say, but like my whole healing journey has been so deep that I was like, let me fucking have this. Let me just work on my butt. And so, you know, looking at other, uh, you know, people in the fitness world with like big old, like round butts, I'm like, Jesus, like even me in the beginning, I was like, that's not my genetics. Like, I'm not going to be able to do this. And like, but at the same time, I was like coming at it with that curiosity. I, I love a good challenge for myself. I literally anything I do in life, if I have an idea, I set out for that whole thing. And I'm like, I'm going at this, even if I don't see the progress happening, like I'm still going to stay committed, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like our own health journey, right? Even when you're not feeling good, you're like, 
no, I'm healing and I know I'm going in the right direction. One day you just realize, hey, I don't feel like shit anymore. Uh, But that's kind of what happened with like working on my legs and my butt where I was like, one day I just was like, oh, oh, there she is. You know, and it's like, (laughs) but, but, you know, if I would have just like let myself be defeated by these influencers that have really amazing, you know, butts and legs and whatever, and told myself like, oh, that's just genetics. I can never get there. Yeah. I would have just stopped. I would have just been like, what's the point, you know? And it's like, I just kept going and like, and not to say that I have a big old butt, but like it's coming to life. It's lifting. <laughs> it's like, hello, I'm there. And like, that's exciting to me. I'm like, wow, like I just, can't. it's only been, it hasn't even been a year since I've started mm-hmm. on this part of my journey. And I'm like, what, what could I, what could it be like in like a year or like mm-hmm. two years from now? And like that excitement of the unknown instead of, again, fearing the unknown or like, what if it doesn't work out? Or what if I hurt myself? What if I can't? I'm just like, no, this is really interesting. And I'm really curious to see where it leads me. And I think the key to anything that you want to do in your life, whether it's starting a new business, whether it's starting a new workout program, whether it's whatever it is, like coming at it with the curiosity is going to be key because then guess what? All the expectation goes all the standards that you place mm-hmm. on yourself, all the pressure that you've put on yourself is no longer um, there. And, and it's mm-hmm. easier for you to continue to move on because if, you, if you're holding yourself to these high expectations and standards or even the comparison, guess what? You're, mm-hmm. you're not going to be happy with the, the quote unquote small progress that you've made for yourself. I think it's also important to note when you are thinking of goals for yourself. And I know that in this conversation, we are leaning more towards the side of fitness, but I want you to be able to relate this to any aspect of life, which I think it really is very relatable, but in the aspect of fitness is a really like simple way to put it as far as goals, ask yourself like, okay, I see this for instance, fitness and influencer, and they seem really cool and they seem really great. They see, you know, they have a great body. I would love that. But ask yourself as you're setting these goals, is that genuinely like true to me? Is that something that I genuinely want? And if it is great, but like have an intention behind it and know that like, once you quote unquote, get whatever it is, it might look a little bit different than what you thought it might look like. So like, there's been plenty of times in life, not even just with fitness that I've had goals in mind. And then by the time I actually kind of get to that goal, I'm like, whoa, I got to this goal and it looks different than what I thought. And it's actually better Mm -hmm. than what I thought it would be like, you know? And so I feel like there's just like so many different aspects when you're looking at people for inspiration or motivation, but more than anything, you need to be kind of finding some of that within yourself. And hopefully Mm -hmm. the people that you follow, the people that you are, you know, paying attention to are allowing you to also do that like deep dive within yourself. And it's not just all that like kind of superficial inspiration of like, oh, I follow them because they're inspiring. And deep down, they're actually making you doubt like your own abilities or doubt that you can even get to that goal. Like you should really be making sure that you're checking yourself throughout. And I also love that you mentioned like coming at things with a sense of curiosity, right? Like rather than a sense of, oh, I might fail, like fear of failure or apprehensiveness about it. Like, I'm not really sure if I can get there, but maybe like having, if you have a belief about something, like if you're like, 
for sure I could never get there. Like you're going to see it as a limitation. And I think like, that's a nice segue. Um, we'll go into in a second, like about limitations, right? Cause some limitations are genuinely temporary, but it can not, it can feel like it's not temporary and that can hold us um, back big time. But a point I, I want to make is when you're constantly putting yourself down and you're constantly coming up with excuses and focusing on limitations throughout your journey, you're basically betting against yourself, right? Like you're, you're, placing a bet that you're not going to win. And it always feels better to be like, screw it. I'm at least going to try my very best to win. Think of it as like playing, you know, a game of soccer. If you've literally never played soccer in your life, you're like, screw it. I'm going to come at it. I'm going to try to just have fun and learn the game, you know? And like, it might look very different. You might not completely, you know, win the game, but you might play really well. You might play really hard. You might have a lot of fun. You might meet new people. And like along any part of your journey, it's going to look like that. As long as you come at it with a sense of like, I'm going to try this out. And like, who knows what's going to happen? I could be really good at it. I could hit my goal right away. I could, you know, hit some obstacles along the way, but I'm still going to try my best. That I can guarantee you is going to get you way better output. Yeah. And I want to go back to like, just talking about like why people never get started with anything, whether it's their health journey, whether it's their fitness journey, whether it's you know, started a new business is that belief. Like you have to become conscious of your beliefs before you do anything because your Mm -hmm. beliefs are dictating your behaviors they are dictating your attitude. They're dictating your perspective towards what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people are not crediting their beliefs enough because they don't even acknowledge that they've developed this belief system about themselves. So Mm -hmm. you have to first like kind of work through that belief and create, try to recreate a new belief for yourself of like, I, okay, acknowledging I haven't been able to do so-and-so in the past, but does it mean that is going to be what's the truth in the future? And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's the thing about our brains is, yeah, they see what's happened in the past, right? We have experiences Mm -hmm. and then our brain goes, oh, that situation happened. And then now we create a belief around it. And then we continue that belief throughout the rest of our life. And really that's the thing that's limiting people the most. If you really strip it all back is their belief system. If you believe like, for instance, just with an autoimmune disease, right. Embarking on this health journey. If you listen to our podcast and you hear all the amazing stuff we've done, you know, physically with our business, like, you know, all this stuff, if you're telling yourself that can never be me, that's them. You've already you limited yourself because yeah. you believe that that's not a potential for yourself. So I would say, you know, when I work with clients, like one of the first thing I do is like, look at their beliefs because it, how are we going to make any progress, right? How are you going to change your actions? How are you going to change your behaviors? How are you going to create new um, habits for yourself? If you're not even believing that that's even a potential for yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because unconsciously you are holding yourself back from certain things or maybe not doing the things that, you know, make you feel good because you just believe that there's no point of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So many of my clients say they just think, you know, in the beginning, of course, they're thinking, what's the point of, you know, changing my diet? What's the point of, you know, getting in movement? What's the point yep. of, getting outside because they haven't 
they haven't addressed that belief that they have around those things. They've already told themselves that healing is hard. Healing is not possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's no reason for them to get up and, you know, start their day on a good note and change any part of the way that they're already operating. So that's why we, we really have to look at those first. Otherwise, it. I mean, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to get very far if you don't even believe you can get far. Mm-hmm. No, of course not. So like, think about that children's book, The um, Little Engine That Could, right? He's like, mm-hmm. I think I can. I know I can. Yep. I think I can. I know I can. And then he gets up the hill and like, what? A- I don't remember the entire book, but yeah, he like, yeah, does yeah. all the things, right? He's like, going and going. And he's like, Oh my God, wait, I can actually do this. And like, then, you know, the more that he's believing in himself, the more he is able to accomplish and get through. And that's exactly what it's like on any aspect of your journey, whether it's fitness, whether it's with your diet, whether it's with relationships in your life, whether it's with, you know, finances, whether it's with business, whether it's with your relationship with yourself, but you definitely need to like focus on the parts that you can control and kind of learn to surrender to slash let go of the things that you can't control. Because as we've said a million times, probably it's always feels better to focus on the controllable. And sometimes there's going to be things that get in your way. Sometimes there's going to be obstacles that you just can't control, but that doesn't mean that you can't control the outcome still. I think a lot of times we get confused and we get like thrown off mentally, maybe physically, emotionally, when something gets in our way that was totally unexpected. And we're like, oh my God, I can't control that. Now I can't control anything. Now I can't control the outcome at all because this thing happened. When if we were to take a step back and rationally think about the situation, it's just simply another obstacle that we need to get through and we still can control a whole lot of the situation. So like, don't let the uncontrollable put blinders on you to the things around you on each side of you that you actually can control along the way. And some of those obstacles that are put in our way, like I said a a little bit ago, is temporary. But a lot of times, we see them and we go, oh my God, I don't know how I can change this. I don't know how this could possibly be different. So it's going to block me forever. But just because it's limiting you now doesn't mean that it always will. And before we started recording, Erica and I came up with like uh, a few examples of even with just fitness, like how when I was saying like holding the really heavy um, barbell is like currently doesn't feel like it's possible for me unless I have help. And then we already were thinking, oh, well, what if you improve your, you know, grip strength and your forearm strength? What if you use wrist straps? Like there are already different ways, but we have to take a step outside of that mentality of, oh, this thing is limiting me. It's kind of like, um, I picture like a um, barrier going up in front of you on your path, but the barrier is not like never ending. You can still go around it, but when you're just staring at it and you're not looking side to side, you're not seeing that there's a way around it. And then when you look around, you're like, oh, this isn't even that wide. I can just walk around it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, you know, most importantly, you have to give yourself proof that you can do the thing that you said you mm-hmm. couldn't do. So if you don't see any 
trust me, your brain, if it's not seeing the proof and the evidence, it's going to mm-hmm. keep holding on to that belief. Yeah. So that's why it's important to do even the small amount of mm-hmm. small amount of things consistently to prove to yourself a different thing. So that way you can actually rewrite that belief for yourself. Yeah. So for instance, like when I started climbing again, you know, after being diagnosed with RA, like V5 in the gym seemed like a very long shot for me. I was like, I don't know if I can climb a V5. Like there's a lot of like crimp, you know, strength involved. There's a lot of, you know, a technicality that maybe my body can't move in anymore because, you know, I've told myself I have RA, right? Like I, maybe I can't do that, but it's like showing up consistently at the gym even if it wasn't me climbing V5s, like I was giving myself proof that like I can still climb. I can still crimp on little things, right? I can still move my body in ways. Maybe it's not technically at that like V5 level, but I kept proving to myself. And then one day you get, you know, I got to the V5 and I was like, wow, like, holy Mm -hmm. shit. Like what the heck? But it, it didn't feel like, you know, it was anything big anymore because I had been proving to myself yeah. for the last couple of years that I can do things, right? It just that you have to allow that space to prove to yourself, even in the smallest moments and really value and appreciate those small moments because that's what's going to lead you like Rachel and I always talk about to these bigger like moments or goals that you've set for yourself. You have to show up consistently and believe in what you're doing in the process. And then you'll start to see small, you know, instances of proof. And then Mm. once you have that proof, you're like, holy shit, if I did that, I can do this. Right. Mm. And that's what it's been like for me, just like doing strength training stuff. I'm like, okay, I did this. So now what can I do? I think I can... But if you don't even allow yourself to get into that space and you just don't even prove to yourself to any capacity that you can do anything, then you're just going to stay stuck there. You're not, you're there. There's no way you're going to get to where you want to go if you can't slowly do things in a very small way to get yourself to that bigger picture of what you want to do. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And In learning how to tackle those small things and rewire your mindset and your um, thinking patterns around that, you're learning to adapt. And it might be learning to adapt in very small ways along the way, but every single time that you are adapting, you are, again, practicing. So then when the bigger adaptations come, you feel more equipped mentally, physically, emotionally, even spiritually to handle it. And when you learn to adapt, you get to like bypass some of those barriers, right? And in order to do that, you have to keep an open mind. I think a lot of like this conversation has been all about like having an open mind to changing your beliefs about yourself, to changing your beliefs about your abilities, to changing your um, relationship with yourself, to changing your thought process behind when barriers and obstacles come up. And so it's really important to like also have in your mind this constant kind of like um, voice of reason of Am I coming up with an excuse or is this a genuine limitation? And then if Mm -hmm. it's a genuine limitation, is it a temporary limitation or is this something that I really am not going to be able to get around? Because 
guaranteed 99% of the things that feel like limitations we can get through in some way or another. We can at least mm-hmm. adapt so that it might not be completely to the level that you feel like you want to, but you'll be able to get close. Because think of, I mean, think of any like success story of anyone out there. There's like literal like marathon runners that don't even, you know, have our amputees. Like there's, you know, surfers that don't have arms. Like there's literally like so many things that people get around they figure out how and you know how why because they genuinely believe in it because they never took one answer as their truth and that is literally what we say at the beginning of every single podcast episode in our intro is you don't have to have one answer as your truth and you can do whatever the f you want right Mm -hmm. that is what we're here to remind you of every single freaking episode because you are so powerful and you are so resilient and even if you don't see it we feel it and we see it for you Yeah, absolutely. And two things that I was thinking is like, there are no small steps. There's only steps. Like Mm. I think when we think of small steps, like we've kind of like minimized the work that we're doing for ourselves. But like, those are the steps. Yeah. Like there's no like, there's no big steps, small step, you know, whatever. Like it's it's all just steps in that direction. And then the other thing I was going to say, like, I think a lot of people think adaptions are weaknesses, right? Like Mm. when they do exercises, right? Like, oh, I have to do it this way because I can't do it this way. But in reality, those are actually the ways that we build resiliency Yes, by adapting. So even just reframing that for yourself for a lot of people that feel embarrassed by having to adapt right in the gym with certain weights or even the braces, right? Like Mm -hmm. even the like, probably in the beginning of my journey, like I wouldn't have liked the idea of having to go to a gym with braces on my wrist and like mm-hmm. on my hands. Right. But now I'm actually like, no, that's me adapting to the situation. Yep. And that's me building resiliency so I can get to my goals that I have mm-hmm. for myself. So even just having that perspective towards yourself is going to one, it's going to give you that self-compassion that you need And two, it's just going to continue to um, move you towards your goals and keep you from staying stuck in that limited mindset. Yeah. All right. Show of hands. How many of you have had to get up in the middle of the night just to warm a heating pad because you're so uncomfortable? Okay. If you're putting your hand up in like a grocery store or in the car, you can put it down. But many of us in the autoimmune world are best friends with heating packs. We're here to tell you that it's time to ditch them because we have something even better for you. Our new favorite pain relieving product is not like any other heating products that either of us have ever tried. Thermotex offers a variety of infrared heating products. They're really high quality, effective, and convenient. It's super easy to do. All you have to do is flip on the switch, let it heat up, and instantly enjoy the healing benefits. We all know that feeling of waking up with new aches and pains that can show up in different parts of our bodies. So Thermotex offers many different types of heating products, including one specifically designed for your knee, your wrist, your elbow, your foot, your neck, and the all-purpose pad, which is more versatile. I love keeping it by my bed or desk when I have a long work day. My lower back is usually my main problem area. Because they incorporate infrared technology, the energy is absorbed six centimeters into your body. Traditional heating packs only penetrate about a quarter of a centimeter. The other cool part about this technology is that it isn't insanely hot to the touch, so you don't have to worry about burning yourself or having to reheat it frequently. 
I personally love using my Thermotex heating pad at the end of the day while I unwind from a full day of podcasting and coaching clients. You need to give this a try. There's literally no risk to you. They have a 30-day guarantee that it'll temporarily help your pain or your money back. And then they also have a one-year warranty on your product. Thermotex is currently offering our listeners a 10% discount on any personal product with our special code autoimmune and you, all one word. And as always, that link is in the show notes. We literally use our heating pads every single day, and we can't wait for you guys to start using this as part of your healing regimen. I can fully relate to that because I mean, I had always worked out like for as long as I can remember, you know, as a dancer. And then once I stopped dancing, I was going to the gym pretty consistently. And then, you know, as diagnosed with RA and then everything kind of like felt like it went downhill for a while. And then I was back in the gym like months and months later. And I had to kind of start from square one again, as if I was like a teenager in the gym again, Mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, well, this is where I'm at. And at first I didn't modify I was still doing jumping exercises and stuff. And then every single day after I worked out, I was like, why are my knees flared up again? Like this sucks. I don't like, is this going to be the rest of my life? Are my knees just going to be swollen every single day forever now? Are they going to be like in this much pain? Do I have to ice my knees after every single workout and take ibuprofen Mm -hmm. and all this stuff? And then I learned about low impact exercise, right? That you don't have to be jumping and running and doing all these crazy things in order Mm -hmm. to like burn calories and build muscle and all and build endurance and stamina and all the things. And Mm -hmm. so I started learning more about that. And then obviously like, you know, my journey has gone all over the place since then, right? Like I have been able to run again. I have been able to do some jumping things again. I got more into yoga. Like I've kind of gone across the whole spectrum. I've done more yoga. I've done Pilates. I've done, you know, hit classes. I became a personal trainer. I coached at Orange Theory. I love those workouts. Now I'm going back kind of back more to my roots of like really just genuine low impact strength training. Right. And so Mm -hmm. It's interesting because once you keep an open mind to things, you realize that the limitations that you feel like you once had don't really exist. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah, yeah, they they did for a second and now I don't even think of it because before I was like, oh my God, I have to modify. And like, it feels weird because people are looking at me and like, they're going to wonder why I'm doing that if I'm mm-hmm. like capable yeah. of doing other things. And now I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, that nobody feel cares. Like a limitation. Yeah, the, like the we thing are is, no so one com- cares in the gym. No one cares. Every if yeah. if we're specifically just talking about the gym, nobody's looking yeah. at you. Literally, yeah. you could do the that's our shit own and mind like, games. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, literally, yesterday I propped up my phone on like um one of those like jump boxes, and I propped up my phone on my water bottle, was doing those deadlifts, squatted down, like hand on the heart, like had my little gratitude moment, and literally the only person that saw was my boyfriend because he knew that I was there. Like no mm-hmm. one fucking saw like, mm-hmm. and then after he looked at me, I was just like, oh God, like whatever. Then I was like, you know, in my head for like a second, mm-hmm. but it's so funny because like, I used to be so convinced that everyone was looking at me and that like people would like think weirdly of me. Like Erica said, like no one's looking at you. That is so in our own mind. Like no yeah. one gives a shit. And everyone thinks that everyone's looking at ourselves. Yeah. That's not, it's mm-hmm. not just you. It's literally everyone has that mentality, but actually yeah. No one's actually looking unless you're like really doing some crazy, like off yeah, the wall, yeah. shit, like twerking on the wall or something. Um, uh, so I think also looking at things like um, like what Erica was saying, like wearing, for instance, like wrist guards or something like that at the gym, or I've had plenty of times where I wear like knee braces um, or I have these like um, gloves that have like grips on them and support for the wrist, things like that. 
Yeah, it can feel a little bit weird bringing something in like that. But again, no one's looking at you. And the way I see it is it's not actually a um, limitation. It's actually empowering you to do more. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you want to use these um, adaptations, modifications, even if it's not like an outside, you know, adaptation, let's say you're just like not jumping, you're doing high knees, but you're like walking it out instead of jumping in between Mm -hmm. that actually think about it. That's empowering you to do more because you're lessening the risk of hurting yourself. You're lessening the risk of your body, like reacting to whatever movement you're actually a lot of times strengthening yourself. And this is a really big point. I want you guys to really listen to this because as a personal trainer, I've tuned into this even more when training clients is you are actually empowering yourself to do more and to build more endurance and strength because a lot of times those high impact movements are focusing so much on the fast twitch muscles that when you're slowing it down and again, high knees is a really good example. You're bringing your knee higher to your chest because you're going slower, which means you're activating more of your abdomen, which means you're actually building more strength than you would if you're doing otherwise. And you're actually able to have a little bit more time for your brain to focus on the the power of the movement and what you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be doing and good form. And so then you're also training your body to be moving in an efficient and safe movement pattern, which then Mm -hmm. will in turn change the way that you're walking, the way that you're standing, the way that your posture is when you're sitting. It will change all of these things because you're making more connections in your brain. So at the end of the day, Any modification usually is actually going to strengthen and empower and build that resilience throughout your body, your mind, your soul more than anything else. Well, more than, oh, I have to push myself to the limit and it doesn't matter if I'm Mm -hmm. hurting tomorrow. Like, listen, Mm -hmm. I love being sore. I love the feeling of like genuine, like soreness from a workout, but there is nothing like being sore from a workout plus being flared up and being like, fuck, I pushed it. Oh yeah. Like that that sucks. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other level. And like when it comes to climbing, I use kinesiology tape on my wrist and uh, um, on my elbow, like right underneath my elbow every single time now. Like I don't climb without it because I notice when I use the kinesiology tape, I have barely any swelling that comes from it or any pain. So like for me, it's really critical. And I've gotten people like, "Why, why do you have that? Like what, you know, they're like so confused about it. And I'm just like, it's not that big of a deal, people. Like, I just, you know, it's like, I'm just pretend, like climbing in general is very hard on the mm-hmm. joints. And actually now I've been seeing a lot more people at my gym, like putting kinesiology tape instead of, you know, just climbing tape on their fingers, but like around joints that are actually affecting them. And it, it's made a huge difference for me. And the, the other thing I was thinking about is like, when I go to the regular gym, it's so funny because like, I struggle to get the the barbell down from the rack to be able to put it onto mm-hmm. the floor to be able to do the RDLs or the the deadlifts. So mm-hmm. at first I was like, you know, trying to do it myself, but then I'm like, ow, like I'm causing my wrist pain because like mm-hmm. you have to push it up and it just, it doesn't feel good for me. And so now like I tell my husband, like right when we get to the gym, we always look to the area where you can do all that stuff. And I'm like, if it's open, just like, can you get it down for me? So Mm -hmm. I don't have to like deal with that. And then I go find him when I need him to put it back up. And I'm just like, I just let go of the ego of like, Mm -hmm. oh, you should be able to do this. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not hurting myself. So I don't get to work out for the next week. You do what you have to do. (laughs) Exactly. It's just like when you get like any injury, it could be an injury, not even from working out, but like 
you know, if you injure your back, it's like, would you rather just go right back into it and then like not be able, you know, maybe hurt yourself again and then not be able to move and be in more pain for longer? Or would you rather be careful and, you know, in that situation, kind of like rest it and like be more conscious, do a little bit lighter movement, and then you're able to prolong that. So it's kind of the same thing, like, with um what the example you just gave of like wouldn't you rather be a little bit on the safer side and know that you're mm-hmm. gonna be able to continue to sustain this type of workout rather than yeah. being like oh like being the hero right and being mm-hmm. like oh I got this and then being like oh shit I just tweaked my back and I'm out for three weeks like <laughs> yeah yeah and I see girls you know like I see girls lifting like heavy ass shit and like squatting heavy ass shit and mm-hmm. like easily taking the barbell off. And, you know, there's a, a small point, a part of me that's just like, man, like, ah, like, I wish it was that easy. But then I'm like, I don't know her journey. I don't know mm-hmm. her story. I don't know how long it took for her to get there. And I think throughout this whole health journey, one of the biggest things that's really changed my perspective is like realizing like, I don't know what chapter I'm walking in on this person's journey. Even if I see them like doing strong ass shit, I'm like, I don't really know how many years it's taken them to get to this point. And Mm -hmm. like, I I can't even compare myself, you know, to that because it's not going to be helpful. The comparison just drains you energetically, right? Mm -hmm. To compare yourself really is the biggest drainer of all time. Yeah. When I am really focused on myself, I feel like that energy is all just invested into building whatever it is I'm trying to build for myself. But I just like, I just don't want to give that energy away. It's just, there's no point. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of like my, um, my boyfriend is a personal trainer as well. He's a professional athlete. Like he can, he's lifted really heavy in his lifetime, right. In training for various things. And he now is like, I don't need to lift super heavy. I want to stay safe. I want to be able to prolong. I want to be able to have like longevity. I don't give a shit if I'm lifting like an insane amount. Now, obviously he still has goals, right? He still has goals for how much he wants to squat and stuff like that. But I have actually learned a lot from him because it has reminded me like, cause you know, we all get in our own heads of like, Oh, I feel like I could or should lift more. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. It has definitely helped to humble me of, hey, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, could you? Probably. But like, why? Why risk injuring yourself? And why constantly compare yourself to what someone else is doing? Or even to some people might be sitting here listening and being like, yeah, well, I used to be able to squat really heavy and lift really heavy and da, da, da. And maybe you're not at a point of your journey like Erica and I were, we're lifting more than we had before. And that's okay too, but you also need to not compare yourself to yourself sometimes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we have to embrace our, this new version of ourselves and be like, okay, maybe this new version of me actually has a lot farther to go in other areas, right? In the mindset, maybe you lifted more than you ever lifted before you were diagnosed and you don't know that you could ever get back there, but maybe now you're going to come up with more mental resilience and you're going to come up with more self-compassion and you're going to come up with, you know, all of these other aspects of the human experience that you didn't have before, right? So Meeting yourself where you're at, not comparing yourself to other people, not comparing yourself to yourself, which I think is a big one in the autoimmune journey, but also knowing that this journey 
a lot of times we kind of pigeonhole ourselves into this is my goal and this is what it's going to look like. And we don't give ourselves the opportunity to think outside the box and recognize mm -hmm, and recognize the other aspects that could pop up in the meantime that we actually should be celebrating rather than like, I don't know, maybe a different milestone comes about when you're working on trying to lift more, for instance. I know, again, we're talking a lot about fitness, but I just think it's really relatable in other aspects of life too. But um, maybe you are working on a certain goal and something else pops up that you're able to do and you're like, yeah, yeah, like I did that, but like, this is my goal. It's like, that's a step two. Like celebrate that. You can still celebrate that. You might need to change your mindset a little bit because if you're not able to recognize the other milestones along the way, you're not going to be like nearly as stoked about the, the quote unquote big one or the main goal that comes about because you're not actually recognizing the steps that it took to get there and the resilience and the strength and all of the things that you've built within yourself to get there. This episode is sponsored by 5CBD. We are so excited to be partnering with 5CBD. I've been using these products for months now, and I've been loving their full-spectrum CBD THC products, especially the sleep gummies. Those are my all-time favorite. Studies actually show that using CBD products with small amounts of THC in them has potential to decrease pain and inflammation throughout your body and also reduce feelings of anxiety and depression, which is something that everyone with an autoimmune disease can definitely benefit from. You don't want to miss out on this offer because you'll get a free full-size tincture or gummies. All you have to do is click the link in our show notes. Yeah. And the intention versus the goal, right? Mm -hmm. Goals change, but usually your intention remains the same. So Mm -hmm. like, think about like, even just me say like, oh, I wanted to build a butt, whatever, right? It wasn't just, honestly, it wasn't just about the physical part. It was about physically how I would feel because when Mm -hmm. you build your butt muscles, your glute muscles and you know, your quads and all that stuff, you're strengthening your hip area. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that, that goal or that goal that I wanted to get a butt really came from the intention of like, I want to have a strong body. I -hmm. want to be physically capable to have a baby in me, like carry a baby, mm-hmm. you know, have a full I want a baby in me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. You know what I mean? Like that be- because of that miscarriage and feeling so weak and everything mm-hmm. that I felt and then all the hip pain and everything that I was experiencing after that, I was like, I just want to feel yeah. like a strong woman. That's Hell really yeah. what that was about. And like, as much as I'm joking around and saying how superficial it is about my butt, like actually the deeper intention was to just feel stronger in my body because, you know, those are the women parts, right? Your butt, your boobs and like feeling like, and not to say if you don't have those, you're not that, but like for me specifically, because I had lost so much weight and so much muscle over the years of like really just focusing on my inner health, Mm -hmm. I was like, now it's time to step into that like physical feminine energy that I feel Mm -hmm. like kind of got put it on the back burner for a long time. So I think for me, it's always like, yes, you can have a goal. But again, you like we always talk about, you have to have the intention behind it. What is the purpose? Because that's going to keep you motivated. Because say you set a goal, right? And you're just aimlessly working towards it. And then you're just pissed off that you didn't get there, right? Instead, when you have the intention, which is the purpose behind what you're doing, and you're being conscious, and you're being Mm -hmm. present with the process, the goal is not going to matter so much anymore, right? Because it's like, whatever, like I'm being fulfilled in a deeper way than just getting to this 
goal that I've, you know, set in place for myself. So mm. it's, it's actually for me, you know, it started off with that, but because I've had that intention along the way, it's like, I just want to feel like a strong woman. I just want to feel oh, like yeah. I'm capable of holding a baby in me. I just want to feel comfortable in my body. I just want to feel like it was about the feeling, right? Instead mm-hmm. of the look like, oh, I just want to yes. look like I have a big butt. No, I want to feel like I enjoy this body that I'm in and be in that feminine energy. I don't know. I love that. And I love that that's kind of like what you brought in because I was just thinking about when you said intention versus goal, this, the, um, a big theme in my own journey and also within my private, um, autoimmune collective has been bringing in more of that feminine energy to be true to yourself and allowing some of that masculine energy of things to kind of flow. Because I think in today's society, we're so like ingrained with all the masculine kind of like ways of approaching things, meaning things like goals, right? You have to have a goal. You have to set a goal. You have to work for the goal. You have to take action. You have to, you have to, have to, have to, have to, right? You should, 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 should. Rather than the intention, I see it more as a feminine, right? It's more of a flow. It's more of a what feels right to you. Mm -hmm. It's more of like allowing kind of the... When you have intention behind something, like Erica said, the goal can change. But if you don't Mm -hmm. have intention behind it, the goal might not change. You might be really rigid with that goal in your mind. And so it's really important to balance out that masculine, that feminine, like energy and flow of things. And so, um, like I said, that's been a huge part of my own journey right now too, is bringing in more of that feminine flow and like sensuality and excitement and spontaneity and just kind of like letting things happen as they will. And that goes with my own body as well, right? Like sometimes I just want to be like naked in my room dancing around, like, you know, really sensually. And sometimes I want to be more in that masculine of like feeling like I have a goal and I'm in the gym and I'm lifting heavy and that sort of thing. But it's really important to have a balance of both. And I think that just thinking of the fact that that intention side of things is more feminine and allowing that flow and that surrender to the process is a really, really important step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that intention kind of intertwines with your intuitive self, right? Mm -hmm. And that goal is like, yeah, that rigid, like a mental construct that we've created Mm -hmm. in our head that we're trying to get to. But I think, you know, like anything, it can't be one or the other. It's definitely Mm -hmm. good to have like a balance of both. But that's a whole other conversation to have. But I (laughs) think just getting back to whatever you want to do with your health in your life, like, again, coming from that intention, having that strong, you know, intention behind what you're doing is critical, recognizing those beliefs, you know, what, what do I actually believe is possible for me? Do I even believe this is possible for me? And then giving yourself proof by doing small things throughout your everyday life. And again, it's not small things, right? I don't even Mm -hmm. want to say small with it, because things are things if you're doing anything towards that goal, those are the steps. They're not the Mm -hmm. steps. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Because the quote unquote small steps get you to your quote unquote big goal or big intention, right? You're not gonna be able to get there without those steps. So like Erica said, they're just steps. There's there's no such thing as a small step because it's actually just, they're all getting you there to where you want to be. Um, and so I think this is just, uh, again, I hope that in listening to this, I know that we focused a lot on fitness and we did have other ideas of how we could bring it in, but it just flowed the way it flowed and you know how we do. Um, 
And I hope that you relate this to other aspects of your healing journey and of your life. Like really more than anything on our podcast, I hope that you are able to utilize the things that we talk about, the ideas and the strategies and all of that stuff in more than just your health journey, because this is about more than just not having flare-ups or being able to eat more things or like feeling better about your body, right? This podcast is about having a happier and healthier life in general. Mm -hmm. And I really think that like, it's time for all of us to stop pigeonholing ourselves into like one way of thinking, right? Like we always say, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You genuinely, genuinely can. And if you set your mind to it and you take the action behind it and you also allow things to flow and you accept the process and you embrace what is happening along the way, you're setting yourself up for success. You're going to get there. Yep. Good conversation. <laughs> and uh, and I think we can expand on some of the things uh, in other episodes for sure. We just are able to have such flowy, open, beautiful conversations that we embrace that and we know that and we hope that you guys see the value in that. Um, and we love hearing from you. Like nothing puts more of a smile to our face than like seeing you guys repost on Instagram and tagging us or messaging us. Like we absolutely freaking love it. So please continue to interact and like let us know if there's ever something that you want to hear us talk about or that you're not really like sure about and you want to learn more about or you just want to know more about our own journey we're always happy to share like we're completely open books and it's like we share as much about our own journeys as you know what comes up in our daily life but I feel like because we've been on this journey for I've been six years I think Erica seven going maybe almost eight seven it's like Um, seven and a half now almost yeah so it's like We've been on this journey for so long that we, again, pull in parts of our journey that kind of come up, but there's so many other aspects that we don't necessarily even think about day to day anymore. And if you were to say, Hey, could you, have you ever been through this or that? Could you talk about this? Probably we have, and we could definitely talk about it. So please let us know. (laughs) Yes. And the last thing I want to say is if you love what we share, you appreciate the, the wisdom and information that we and our experiences that we're sharing with you, please leave us a review. We haven't mentioned this in a long time, but the reviews are very critical because if someone is looking for a podcast related to autoimmune stuff, right? We want our podcast showing up at the top Mm. so people have access to the realistic side to Mm -hmm. autoimmune chronic illness healing and to have conversations that are not just about diet, that are about Mm -hmm. other important aspects of our lives and to empower you in a way that is not coming from just from a doctor or a dietitian Mm -hmm. or something like that. And it's not to say that those things aren't helpful, but I think there's something really great about healing, hearing real life experiences coming from two people that have completely drastically changed their health and their life around. So Mm -hmm. We just appreciate so, so, so much if you could just take the time right now after you listen to this Mm -hmm. podcast, just write a couple sentences. At the very least, give us a rating. We have Mm -hmm. five, six hundred of you that listen to our episodes regularly. And so Mm -hmm. if each and every one of you could just at the very least give us a rating, it would greatly Mm -hmm. propel our podcast. Yeah, big time, big time. I know on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, um, 
and audible you can leave a rating and then you can leave a full review even if it's a sentence or two on audible and apple Podcasts. i'm sure there's other platforms too that allow you to so just check it out wherever you're listening and we would really 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 appreciate it and you know what i have to throw in there there is a supporter feature where you can donate to the podcast you guys we don't make money Mm -hmm. doing this like i'm sorry to say And, you know, just kind of blatantly throw that out there, but we don't. And we put a lot of fucking work into this and we do it for you. All it is, is basically like a review on steroids. Like it means so much to us that anyone wants to financially support us whatsoever because we spend hours and hours every single week doing this for you guys and putting out content and, you know, collaborating Mm -hmm. with other people, bringing other people onto the podcast. Like this is all unpaid and, you know, it, it feels really, really, really good to be able to provide this for you and we will not stop. But there is something to be said about like someone valuing your work and like giving you something for it. (laughs) Yeah. And if you can't do that, work with one of us because that's another way to support Mm -hmm. us as, you know, business owners. That's what we do. So either either one of the things, leave us a rating, give us a Mm -hmm. review, donate if you feel called to or reach out to us to uh, work with us one-on-one. So we appreciate you guys so much and we will talk to you on the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.